But then they start holding hands. Hello, hello, we're back. Yes, hi friends. Welcome back to Pod Girl Summer. It's um it's been a hot one. It is I'm sweating. NYC. I am I just like hauled ass to the grocery store and came back and I was like, it's too hot. I went for a walk and I was like, oh my god, it's the perfect temperature. And then I came back and I was like, I gotta take another shower. I'm disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. But you know, it's all a part of pod girl summer. It is, it is. Because even when you're sweaty, you're looking sexy. Ooh, you know what I mean? I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, good thing it's we're doing a, Good thing we're doing a children's movie this week. God. You're right. <laughs> but we have some amazing guests on this episode, Sam and Shelby from the Rom Complex. We had so much fun recording with them. Yeah, they're such a great pair. Super sweet. They had a lot of really fun commentary. So I'm really excited for everyone to listen to our our little collab. Yeah. And if you can't get enough, you're in luck because our episode with them on their podcast is coming out tomorrow. So you have a double dose of Mo, Christina, Sam, and Shelby. What more could you want? A little back-to-back feature. Absolutely. Also, we have like four or five reviews to shout out, but since this episode is already kind of long, we're going to push them to next week. So if you've Mm -hmm. left a review and you have not gotten your shout out yet, keep an eye out for next week. Also, like DM us if one of them was you. Like, Let us know which one. Tell us a little bit about yourself. A little background. Tell us your astrological, you know, your birth chart. Your chart, yeah. Your favorite artist, your favorite – visual artists i don't know Ooh. what i'm saying get, let us get to know you you know what i mean exactly and where can you do that oh my god on our instagram it's movies that raised yes. us or you can email us at movies that raised us at gmail.com yes and if you wanted some more eye candy you can go to at movies that raised us pod on tiktok or if you wanted to view what we're doing on twitter just go to mtru underscore pod yeah we're not doing a ton on there just mostly retweets but it's it's curated Very laid back yeah yeah it's a good time brighten up your feed and uh shall we just jump into it i think we should just jump right in hello lovely listeners yes welcome back to pod girl summer thank you for coming back and thank you if you're brand new welcome we have a very exciting episode today with some fabulous guests mm-hmm. we have the wonderful sam and shelby from the rom complex welcome to the pod oh, thank Hi. you thank you we're so happy to be here thanks for joining us we're so happy to have you yes we're continuing our summer movie flicks with it takes two, the nineteen ninety five Olsen twins classic. Not to be confused with the Parent Trap, which no. many people do. Which even I did <laughs> when I was rewatching for Me, this. To be fair, I yeah. did as well. Yeah, <laughs> understandable. So many little little memories I had where I was like, "Wait, is that from this movie? No, that's the Parent Trap." Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were based off the same book. So understandable. But go ahead, Christina. We'd love to hear a little bit about why you selected this movie. Um, I'll go first. No. Uh, so this is – what's so funny is that in selecting this movie, I was like, oh, this is a movie I remember from many moons ago. Wow. 
can't believe I haven't seen this movie in years. And then watching it in preparation to come on here. Guys, I know every word of this movie. <laughs> so does Say, I also had the same discovery. I know every word, every beat, every mm-hmm. – like all of it. And I was like, wow, I – I didn't even realize how internalized, like how much I internalized mm-hmm. this film because um, it was like from the very first moment I was like, oh, I know, I know everything. And I think it's one of those yeah. um, those movies that kind of sticks with you as you get older. Um, and then you get older and realize that they never explain why they're twins. Uh, never. Not even. No. There's one. There's one line. There's one line. Identical strangers. That's all we get. It's the only explanation we get. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. think – Maybe that mystery has haunted me my whole life, so. <laughs> I mean, it's a perfect setup that she's an orphan. So I'm like, that you don't want to even say maybe, like, you know, she had a child early on. Like, I don't know yeah. what the answer would be. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's so mm-hmm. rare to just be like, what a coincidence. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, if you look at the the documentary, Three Identical Strangers, oh, they yeah. were, like, split up at birth, and then, like, some of them were adopted and stuff. yeah. This movie was ahead of its time. They had no idea. Yeah. Well, they didn't give one of the twins a uh, like debilitating mental illness. <laughs> so I yeah, guess that they turned. They made it a little happier yeah. than <laughs> yeah than that movie. But I was well, and I was whenever I think about this movie, I think of them running into each other in the woods, like straight mm. up face first into yeah. each other. And I vividly remember watching that scene in my grandpa's basement in New Jersey when I was like five or six years old. <laughs> yeah. This is actually the first time I've seen this movie. Like I had <gasps> assumed that I'd seen it before just because I've seen so many Olsen twins movies, but mm-hmm. it didn't none of it rang a bell at all. And I was like, okay. Wow. And how did that feel for you? I'm so curious. I actually I liked it. I thought it, the plot was like a little bit repetitive because I was like, I know you, you're going to end up with Kirstie Alley. But overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought they were both really charming little girls. I loved Amanda Lemons like in her New York accent and that whole thing. I thought it was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. She really went hard on like the, hey, I'm walking here type of accent. <laughs> and <laughs> the gum. Real. Oh, the gum. Yeah. 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 I grew up watching this movie all the time with my brother, and I didn't really realize until watching it this time how much we would quote it to each other and like the very specific intonations that are burned into my brain. Be like, who mm-hmm. I absolutely adore. Like we would say that all the time to each other. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how smart I could be if I didn't retain all this information. <laughs> You'd have space in your brain for like quadratic formulas i could be a scientist (laughs) so what fun would that be honestly (laughs) oh yeah none none i did like kirstie alley being um like the main gal in this movie like the romantic interest yeah because i was like this isn't like a typical casting choice i feel like they usually have like this like beautiful but understated like girl for the guy to fall in love with and she's like a pretty loud like straightforward lady yeah she looks like your aunt just like anyone's yeah. aunt yeah and absolutely honestly it did it for me i thought she looked great oh yeah i was obsessed with her hair though i was like the voluminous yeah. waves oh same she's so pretty mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure the outfit choices too in some of those scenes i was just like i would 
I would wear that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think this is probably the first time I've ever watched this movie and, and was fully invested in the adult storyline because yeah, mm-hmm. uh, as a kid, who cares? Who cares what the adults are doing? <laughs> totally. When Diane's like going back and forth of like, should I meet up with him? I was like, I feel so seen yeah. <laughs> in this moment. I really wasn't expecting it, but it feels right. When we were looking up just further information about It Takes Two, like the casting list for Diane, they were considering um, Winona Ryder and Julia Louis-Dreyfus and like a lot of other actresses yeah, before like they Gina finally Davis, her. Madonna, Kim Cattrall, like a ton yeah. of people. Yeah, and for the twins, they considered Mara Wilson and Christina Ricci, but they were both doing other projects. Mm-hmm. Mm. Matilda and like Casper. <laughs> Right. So yeah. just like tiny like indie movies. Yeah. Yeah, no one's ever heard of those. Uh, no. I think I think the casting was all pretty good. Like I actually was surprised by the yeah. chemistry between Diane and Roger. Yeah. I like never really paid attention to it before, but I was like, oh. Yeah, they're cute together. <laughs> yeah, they have that like they have that like older mm-hmm. love quality to them as well. Mm-hmm. Just like people who have actually mm-hmm. lived lives and are now coming together. Yeah. They're more mature. Ah, yes. Yes. Totally. <laughs> that being said, should we dive in? Yeah, let's get into it. I oh, have no yeah. objection. <laughs> All right. We start off a beautiful montage. We go back and forth between the two gals, Alyssa Calloway, a hoity-toity, fancy boarding school <laughs> gal, piano champion. And then we have Amanda Lemon. She's like a rough-and-tumble New York City orphan who loves baseball. So we go to the streets of Manhattan where Amanda is playing baseball in the streets with the other orphans. And that's when Diane, the head of the orphanage, calls down to her and tells her not to get her dress dirty because she has an adoption appointment today in Staten Island with the Butkus family. Ugh, the Butkus Can I just say I really so want Amanda's dress in that? Like her, it's so oh, in yeah. style right now. Just like obviously she's a tiny mm. human and I would want it for it. Oh, yeah. Size. You don't want a child-sized dress? I don't think that would be too flattering. But uh, Well, there are lots of sellers on Depop selling children's clothes from the 90s, so no it's possible. Way, really? It does look very yeah. like Brandy Melville, like the yeah. little simple Brandy Melville dress. Yeah, it has a vibe, mm-hmm. and I like it, so I want one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, after Diane screams out to Amanda – I cannot stand this line. It's so funny. She's like, hold on one sec. Let me smash this ball downtown. <laughs> and I'm like, are you joking right now? Are you joking? Um, but she is that bold. I love the direction of that, too, because they're basically like Mary Kate just yelling to the camera. <laughs> this line, just yell this yeah. line into the camera. <laughs> exactly. Fully. Um, and they like have this whole conversation about how awful the Butkus family is and how they just collect kids because they've um, adopted a lot of kids before. Amanda hits her shot and the kids start rounding the bases, um, but Amanda never makes it to home plate because Diane has pulled up with the cab and just basically like plops her inside. And as she's driving away, Frank touches her with the ball and gets her out. And she's like, I'm going to kill you, Frank. You're a dead man, Frankie. (laughs) And then the rest of the movie is like a 
crime drama where she a child murders <laughs> another she child. She actually kills Frankie. Oh my gosh. The sequel. Yeah. <laughs> the untold story of the, the sequel. Amanda's Revenge. <laughs> it is such a freaking I would honestly I was mad for Amanda in that moment too because I'm like mm-hmm. what a yeah. cop out. You're ch- that's yeah. cheating. She had to get in the cab. She had no choice. Like give her the run and just you know, go away. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then that's when they pull up to the butt kisses house, which is really dingy looking. It's kind of like scary. And Diane's like, oh, you know, they're nice people. You'll, you don't judge a book by its cover. It's fine. And I mean, I think they set up pretty early on that Amanda's just like, Diane, why don't you just adopt me? Like, yeah. I think it's clear even to an audience member that, oh, this, uh, you know, orphanage lady really cares about this one particular orphan. <laughs> Can so, you imagine like, being the other kids in that Favoritism. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> totally. Like, I'd oh, be well, I guess I'm not Amanda. Ugh, gosh. Yeah, she's like, I promise I'll find <laughs> you a good family. <laughs> she said, fuck them kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll get the, that's her only mm-hmm. goal. As soon as she gets Amanda into a family, it's, she can leave the orphanage. She doesn't have to work there anymore. She's retiring. Um, and then they have the exchange about, you know, falling in love. Cause they even, I think, uh, Amanda even asks Diane at one point, like, she's like, oh, well, you can just get married. And Diane's like, uh, <laughs> it's not that easy. Like that's, that's not how it works. Um, and then there's the the quote, the iconic, the mm-hmm. it's got to be that can't eat, can't sleep, reach for the stars, over the fence, World Series kind of stuff, which I still sometimes use in my personal oh, life. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Iconic, as they say. Uh, what's that even like? Who knows? Yeah, I couldn't tell you from experience, <laughs> but <either>. maybe someday. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm like, oh, I hope my partner doesn't overhear this. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so Diane's got to lead Amanda up to the house and get rid of her gum and her hat and her other gum. I just wonder how much, how many like mm-hmm. sticks of gum this girl has like <laughs> hiding yeah. around her, like in a holster, ankle holster. Yeah. <laughs> but Diane truly believes that the Buckuses really love kids, even though they have a stupid name. Um, so she wants, you know, Amanda to have this chance to get adopted, but when the butt kisses answer the door, they are oh. the worst. They're like just over the top, yeah. fawning over Amanda in a very not genuine way. Just like yeah. a puppy or something or like a new dress that your friend got. And you're like, oh. So, so they're, they're living up to their name. They're butt kisses. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I got just, it. That just clicked. <laughs> What? Yeah, they're total freaks. <laughs> the vibes have never been more rancid, unfortunately. Truly. Yes. Those are some rancid yeah. vibes. So after this, we go over to an airport where the Callaway private jet is landing. Alyssa is met by her butler, Vincenzo. Just <laughs> insane. <laughs> She's very disappointed that her father isn't there to pick her up. But Vincenzo says that he's been terribly busy preparing for her arrival at the summer house, which apparently has been like closed for years. No one's gone there Mm -hmm. since her mother died. But Mr. Calloway has been going there recently. So Alyssa tries to like prod Vincenzo for some info. 
and then comes to the conclusion that her father is throwing her a surprise <gasps> welcome home party. Oh, dear. Ugh. I do love the accent that uh, Alyssa Calloway has. This, like, <laughs> this is what a... The transatlantic. Yeah, this is yeah. a prim and, <laughs> prim and proper. Oh, didn't yeah. it? She's oh. really <laughs> enunciating her yeah. teas. It was simply lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I think at one point she says, oh, Vincenzo, you big fat fibber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, gotta love it. Gotta love these kids. I also love that whole moment where the plane is like pulling up and um, the guy that works at the airport is like, mm. oh, it must be a must be a big time guy. And uh, and Chin just like, oh, yeah, you wouldn't believe it. And it's this tiny little human that comes out of it. I'm like, Dressed Damn. like the Queen of England. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's a one passenger plane ride. Yeah. <laughs> The emissions yeah. from that one private chat. We weren't thinking about emissions in 1995, so. Absolutely no, not. not Absolutely <laughs> not. That's why we're in a crisis, people. <laughs> but I digress. Um, and back at camp, while Amanda is in the Eastside Children's Center, she's sitting on her bed and she's refusing to go to camp. Diane finds her sitting alone on her bed and asks her what's really wrong, like what's bothering her. And Amanda's like, I'm not going to live with the butt kisses. So she sits down and talks to her. Amanda is feeling really downtrodden. She's like, they are the best that I can do. Like, everyone wants to adopt a baby. And the other kids are right. I'm a reject. Diane is just like so in love with this kid. She mm. so sweet to her. And she's like, you're not a reject. It's just that most people want to adopt babies. Like, it is what it is. Um, and Amanda tells her that she just like to sleep in her own room. And Diane takes it upon herself as a caseworker for multiple children <laughs> to say that she is going to find her the best home in the entire world. And that's a promise. So she has promised her to find her the best family. Mind you, many other kids still trying to get out of the orphanage. But who cares about them? Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Um, and so she begs her to please go to camp. And, of course, Amanda agrees. Yeah. They do have a very sweet bond, though. Like, they're so close. Yeah. yeah. I do want to know what her bond with the other children is, though. I'm just curious. Yeah. Never even speaks to them. Just she's never <laughs> spoken to another kid yeah. at the orphanage. <laughs> Amanda knows that she's the only one that Diane pays attention to. And she doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for the other kid who comes up before they go to Staten Island. He's like, hey, Diane, like, you could take me to two for one. And they just, like, drive away. No acknowledgement. No. She's like, absolutely not. Get back inside. No next time, maybe. <laughs> She's just like, okay, bye, kid. Uh, I'm done yeah. with you. <laughs> okay, so then, okay, the limb. Okay, <sighs> Alyssa in her limo glory. They pull up to this yes. gorgeous house. Obviously, their summer home. Um, mm -hmm. and she tells Vincenzo, she's like, oh, this might be my new favorite house, uh, which only rich, that can only be said by a rich person, right? Oh, yeah. Totally. Exactly. Um, so then her dad, Roger, uh, he runs out, gives her this huge hug and is like, oh my God, I missed you so, so much. I'm so sorry. I didn't pick you up from the airport. And Alyssa instantly forgives him because children, right? They're just so, <laughs> totally. you know, they're like, okay, fine. You're hugging me now. It's fine. She forgives him because she's like, oh, of course, like, 
it must be something important about my party. Mm. Roger's like, uh, what'd you say to Vincenzo? And he's like, I didn't tell her anything. Uh, she, <laughs> he's, it's basically like the hands up moment. Like I, I did not say anything. She just is yeah. very smart. And she's like, oh, is the party still on? And he's like, it is still on, but also I don't think you know what this party is for. <laughs> and that's when enter, enter <laughs> Clarice, who of course is the fakest, just worse. Like, you know, as soon as she steps outside, this is a villain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she's looking at Alyssa. Isn't she darling? Um, we're going to be best friends. And it's like, you are yeah. so fake, Clarice. Why are you pretending? But Alyssa doesn't know yet. She just knows her as a Miss Kending- Kensington and asks her, Alyssa asks Miss Kensington, Clarice, if she's there for the party. And Clarice is like, oh, you haven't told her yet. Which is, it is pretty messed up that Roger yeah. did not tell yeah. his daughter that he was you know, getting married. <laughs> I agree. What the hell is that about? <laughs> Why would you even consider marrying someone without consulting your child first? Yeah. And like, they're so young. Wouldn't you want to see if they actually get along with your kid? Exactly. And we find out later that he's never even seen her around. He's never seen Clarice around a child. So like, mm-hmm. that seems yeah. irresponsible. And, and presumably they dated for what, like four months? Because it was while she was at school. Yeah. She probably saw him at Christmas. So this whirlwind romance where he's marrying her in a month? Oh, yeah, I don't get well, it. Well, you know, rich people don't need to wait because they have all the money to pay for a wedding right That's away. True. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, so Roger, you know, interrupts Clarice trying to explain. Clarice is about to explain this whole situation that she's marrying Roger to Roger's daughter. Yeah. And he interrupts her and walks off. And <laughs> <laughs> and then they just end it for there. They're like, we'll deal with this later. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go back to Camp Calloway. All the kids, all the orphans have arrived. They're super excited. They all rush to their bunks. One of the other orphans from Amanda's home, Carmen, is about to climb into her bunk when Mary-Kate, in an amazing New York accent, goes, (laughs) Yo, Carmen, you blind? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because she has etched her name above the bunk. It is hers. And Carmen, in one of her three lines in this movie, goes, girl, when are you going to get a life? And snaps yes. and walks away. Uh, Truly a standout moment. So good. It doesn't make a lot of sense that that's her, no. her response, but kids don't always make a lot of sense. So I'll give it yeah, to her. Good job, exactly. Carmen. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to see a spinoff about Carmen's life. I want to see where she ends up. Yeah, I do too. She has a lot of attitude and personality to give, and I want to see it explored more. For sure, especially without the distraction of this one orphan who gets her way in everything (laughs) and is above all of the rules and has a social worker who loves her more than any other child. Exactly. (laughs) Truly. So then we go back across the lake once again to the Callaway house where Alyssa is in her bedroom with her dad, and she asks if Miss Kensington works with him, and he's like, not exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyways, look out the window. Oh, my God, there's a camp across the lake. Don't think about that. Think about this. And uh, says that it was her mother's favorite project. Yeah, and Alyssa asks if Clarice is from the camp because she's like, 
what are we even talking about right now? And (laughs) why is this lady here? (laughs) Yeah. Like, let's get back to the conversation. Um, So her dad sits her down and says that a lot has happened while she was at boarding school and he hasn't been able to come back to this house since her mom died, but he has to move on. And there's only so much a father can do for his daughter alone. So what their family needs is dot, dot, dot. Vincenzo interrupts this moment to tell Roger that he has an urgent phone call with the board. Like, it's such an important moment for him to explain that he is getting married. And instead, he's like, okay, I'll take that call. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, whatever. And Vincenzo just comes in and tells Alyssa that it's summer vacation. She should go play. And she's like, why don't you come play with me? But he's like, sorry, I have too much work to do. And I'm like, heartbreaking. Vincenzo, they work you to the bone. You have so many responsibilities. (laughs) He's working so hard for that paycheck. They don't pay him enough, I'm sure. I hope they pay him a lot. I hope he's making six figures. Yeah. I mean, and that's something I never realized either is that like how – I guess they say it later on in the movie, but I didn't realize it until watching it as an adult that like he – owns like a cellular company it's cal mm, callaway cellular yeah. and i was like this is like the beginning of cell phones and all that kind of stuff and i'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah he is a busy guy <laughs> i just thought he was just some kind of like yeah. rich dude who just wasn't there mm-hmm. who's just having vincenzo raise his daughter it's fine <laughs> uh but no he is in fact very important in 1995 absolutely yeah so back at the camp, Amanda and her little orphan friends, that's what I'm going to be referring to them as for the rest of the pod, um, they're looking over at the Callaway house across the lake. Um, and instead of just talking about how majestic and beautiful it is, which it is, they're talking about how it's apparently haunted. And Amanda's like, no, you guys are lying. And But they say that the legend is that every full moon that old Lady Calloway's ghost crosses the lake and eats one of the little campers. Um, <laughs> and Amanda, because, you know, she's all, like, bluster and, like, oh, I'm not afraid of anything. So they bet her $5 uh, to go over there and ring the doorbell. And because she cannot back away from a challenge, she takes the bet. It's so funny because I, when I was a kid watching this, I was kind of a tomboy. So I always like related more mm-hmm. to Amanda. I was like, yeah, I'm tough. I wasn't tough, but I was like, <laughs> I'm tough. Um, and I wanted to be a tomboy. And then I was always bummed that her name was Mary Kate because it seemed like such a, like a more girly, girly name than Ashley. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why wouldn't they? I was like, con- as a five-year-old child, confused <laughs> that their names didn't match their personalities in this movie. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I feel like consistently through all the Mary-Kate and Ashley movies, like, Mary-Kate is always, like, the tomboy, tough gal. Yeah. It really messed with my head, you know? I was like, na- <laughs> yeah. what's in a name? And that's why that's why I got an English degree. Anyway, yeah. while, while Amanda is, is, you know, getting her money, uh, t- taking a bet, Alyssa is watching the campers dance around with Diane through her little telescope that she has set up, so pointed at the camp, which honestly, I, yeah, that makes, I would do that. I would, <laughs> other kids are having fun, let me see. And she just sees this pretty lady, you know, dancing and having fun with kids. And then she hears Clarice coming in. So she hides and Clarice is talking smack. For sure. Yeah. Talking Ugh. 
about how she a lot of shit. doesn't like the house. She's going to sell it and insulting Alyssa's dead mother's taste in, dec- in decor, which is just like, what are you yeah, doing? That's so horrible. I was like, shocked. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. I think she says like, oh, the woman had horrible taste. No wonder she's dead. Yeah. It's, like, it's something horrible like yeah, that. Yeah. It's like, that's why she died. I was like. They really wanted to Christ. ram it home that she was the villain. They were like, okay, she's not just a like. You know how now, a million years later, we we're starting to think Meredith from The Parent Trap is not mm-hmm. actually a villain. She mm-hmm. was just kind of a yeah. Yeah. young woman trying to marry a rich guy. Yeah. Um, it's like they were like, no, no ambiguity here. <laughs> this lady terrible. is a villain. She's a horrible person. <laughs> exactly. So when Alyssa runs out and, and screams for her dad... She tells him, you know, Clarice hates the house. Who is this person? What is, why is she here? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he finally confesses this thing he should have told her ages ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, did she not have a phone at camp? Like, he could have, whatever. Uh, so yeah. he tells her that they're going to get married next month and she'll finally have a family. Oh, it's like the 90s, like, nuclear family just being shoved down your throat yeah. at every possible moment. Oh, for sure. Film. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, Alyssa is shocked by this news. So, her first instinct is to throw her hand to her forehead and dramatically faint. Mm-hmm. Classic. I think I might have adopted that. Because oh, really? I remember being a teen and and recording, like, videos with my friends. And they were all so funny. And I was, like... Also funny, but I didn't know it and nervous. So I remember they, we were doing this like improv thing and I fumbled over my words. So I just like pretended to faint. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you do it hand to forehead though? Um, I think I was more, I was like twitching a little bit. Like I pretended it was some kind of <laughs> medical thing. It was highly embarrassing and I'm glad we can talk about it now <laughs> in a safe yeah. space. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, after this fainting oh, spell, Roger comes over. He's like, she does this sometimes and tries to like wake her up. And Clarice pipes in. She's like, you shouldn't reward her tantrums. You're just making it worse. Oh. And I think at one point she's like, trust me, I'm a woman. <laughs> like pulls Gross. him away. Oh, God, Just so off-putting. So they leave. Yeah. All the staff goes back to work. Alyssa sits up. And Vincenzo offers her milk and cookies, and she once again very dramatically gets up, runs upstairs screaming, I lost my mother, I lost my father, I don't have a family, I'm an orphan, and I'm running away, (laughs) and don't you dare tell daddy. Yeah, she is off a bean right now. She is not happy. So... Meanwhile, at camp, Amanda has taken the dare. She is about to ring the doorbell at the Calloway house, and... Like Alyssa said, she's going to run off, so she changes into overalls, and she starts leaving the estate, walking through the woods. Meanwhile, in the mansion, Roger asks Vincenzo where Alyssa is, and Vincenzo's like, oh, she's running away, so I just wanted to give her a little head start, let her reclaim some of her dignity, (laughs) and I'm like, that's actually a pretty good tactic in theory, because (laughs) this little girl's very angry. Outside, Amanda finally rings the doorbell and Vincenzo answers. And he's like, well, if it isn't a little orphan girl, we were just coming after you. And he pulls her into the mansion. But he has no reason to believe that this is some 
other little girl <laughs> who looks exactly yeah, why like would the he? child. They're even yeah. wearing the same shirt and overalls. Yeah. Like, the outfit is the same. Yeah. I think one of them just has pants yeah. and the other one has, like, mm-hmm. shorts, which... Yeah. Very similar. You can't fault Vincenzo mm-hmm. for thinking it's Alyssa. No. But the look on her face when she gets pulled <laughs> into that house will yeah. live in my brain forever. <laughs> like, that absolute, the horror oh, yeah. uh, on her on Amanda's face. Uh, so, obviously, because of all the legends she's been hearing, Amanda thinks that they want to eat her. And she tells them, no, there are other kids outside. Like, they're probably better than me. Don't eat me. I'm, I don't taste good. Um, and Vincenzo's like, huh? What? Uh, at the same time, the other orphan kids outside see her get pulled in. And then they also see Clarice, the demon lady, walking through the house in this, like, long, white, silky robe. And she just happens to have a face mask on. And she has her hair in a towel. So she looks very ghostly. Um, and all the kids are like, oh, my God, it's the ghost. Like, you know, whatever. And they just leave. There's no <laughs> there's no recognition. No there's no trying to save their friend. Well, now they'll finally get some attention at the orphanage True. without Amanda. There. They're like, hey, Diane, got any new families? Except they, they <laughs> never bring that. Uh, the kids never tell anyone <laughs> that they watched no. Amanda get pulled yeah. into a house. Yeah. Holy. <laughs> And even afterwards, they think that the person who comes back is, like, a ghost or possessed or something, and they're still, like, can't tell anyone. Yeah. (laughs) They're not going to be like, hey, I know Amanda's been acting weird, and we think we know why. They're like, nope, dies with us. The secret gets taken to the grave. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, Amanda realizes, okay, these people aren't trying to eat me. They're actual human people and not ghosts. And they're obviously planning for a party. So she's like, oh, hey, what's going on here? Yeah, party. And (laughs) he tells her that he has their dress laid out on her bed and cocktails are at five, which why does a 10-year-old know about cocktails? I don't know. But well, they used to have kids pour the cocktails back in like the the fifties, you know, <laughs> little baby bartenders. Oh yeah, <laughs> lots of child labor in this film, right? <laughs> they give her tips. Um, so meanwhile, you know, Alyssa has run away. She's out there, and she's thinking, well, someone should have been coming to look for me by now that kind of sucks that no one has Mm -hmm. but then diane comes up just as she's thinking that diane comes up and is like i've been looking everywhere for you so of course Alyssa is like okay this nice lady is was looking for me (laughs) so diane takes Alyssa, thinking she's amanda and goes and has them has her play football with the rest of the kids just to not tackle football, unfortunately. I think that would be more fun to watch, but it is like flag football. <laughs> would be and- more fun to watch. You want kid you wanna watch kids just like tackle the shit out of each have, other. Shelby? Have you ever seen a kid fall down? It's hilarious. <laughs> they can still fall with flag football. Yeah, it's because kids are like closer to the ground, so it doesn't hurt them as much when they fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can laugh That's at true. it. <laughs> Science. Um so uh, Diane's like bragging to another counselor about how good a sports player Amanda is. And then Alyssa has no idea what's going on. Oh, she is confused beyond belief. She does not know how to play a sport. She only knows piano and that's it. So then back at the mansion, Amanda's just walking through the house, taking in the sights, enjoying the architecture. When she comes across a portrait of Alyssa, but like it's 
it's her. Like, there's a portrait of her in this house. Obviously, freaks her out. So she turns around to see Clarice in her ghostly mm. spa getup, screams, and runs, like, <laughs> straight out of the house into the woods. Yeah. While that's happening, the orphans who are watching Amanda ring the doorbell go back to camp. You know, they think Amanda's being eaten. Then when they see her in the football game, they're like, oh, okay, what the fuck? (laughs) So she's got the ball in this football game. She's like looking around, has no idea what to do. She sees everyone coming after her. She's like, I'm going to just run. (laughs) So she runs pretty quickly down the field, doesn't stop into the woods just keeps going. She's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, um, so we get the fun moment where we're watching each twin doing the same thing. Yeah. Right? They're both mm-hmm. just running through the woods and they run straight into each other <laughs> and scream because if you didn't know there was another human walking around with your face and you randomly ran into them... I'd scream. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, it's a dream dream come true for me. Absolutely. I would, I would love that. I did always want a twin, to be fair. Me too. And my, It would be cool. I, I'm a Gemini, so my mom would talk about it all the time, <laughs> I'm too. I'm a Gemini. Yay. <gasps> so I'd be like, where's my twin? Where's my twin sister? You know? Isn't there like a statistic where there's like, it's like six other people in the world like have yeah. your face or one that's very similar or something like that. Whoa. So. When I was watching this movie, at some point I'm like, don't you think they would notice that right? it's a different kid? Yeah. Like, I know you're not expecting it, but like you know your child, you see them every day. But then I remembered that when I was a kid, a girl lived down the street and she looked kind of like me especially from behind. And one time my parents spent like 10 minutes yelling my name at the back of her head, like waiting for her (laughs) to turn around. Well, I always wonder with like twins, how how many times like their names get swapped when they're babies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that all the time. Yeah. So they're like doing the thing where they're poking each other. They're like (laughs) dancing in a circle. (laughs) They're like going in a circle, poking each other, making the exact same noises. They're obviously the smartest ones in this whole movie because they're like, oh, my God, like they thought you were me and I was you. That's of course. That's why all this makes sense now. Right. Which is just so cute. They're adorable. (laughs) They are. And so then they're like, okay, but why? Like, It's like early therapy moments. They're like, but why? Why did you go to the camp? Like, why? Why'd you do it? She's like, um, I wanted to know what it was like to be an orphan because it looked like fun. <laughs> Not something you say. To an orphan. <laughs> no. Very insensitive. Got this big house. She do- she also doesn't have a mom. So it's like, okay. You and her dad's not very yeah. present. Yeah. So yeah. at least yeah. Amanda has other orphans to play with. Alyssa's by herself. So. That's true. We don't see her hang out with any yeah. other kids from her life. But Amanda does explain about the whole thing and the thing that was haunted and like, who's that scary blonde lady? <laughs> Which leads to Alyssa telling Amanda all about... Clarice and what's going on and Amanda ever the little troublemaker and instigator (laughs) is like I know how to get rid of her so they switch places and like one night only Amanda's gonna work her magic get Clarice out of there Alyssa's gonna have a fun time at the camp and they'll meet back at the stables at noon tomorrow 
back at the Callaway Mansion, all these fancy cars and limos roll up. There are a lot of limos in this yes, film. Yes, like, like all more throughout. Than are ever used in real life. Yeah, I think it's kind of convinced me that rich people only drive in limos. Which is like so wild that they're like, this is how we'll do it. <laughs> they want to take up as much yeah. space as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so in Alyssa's room, Amanda is playing with all of Alyssa's dolls. She's like dancing around to music, just generally being her rambunctious self, Mm -hmm. which is when Vincenzo comes upstairs because the party has already started to see what the issue is. The hairstylist that they (laughs) hired for her is like stuck outside the room. She's like, I'm not a babysitter. (laughs) So, or like a zookeeper or something like that. So they go inside and Amanda kind of freezes up and is like, oh, Vincenzo, I got... (laughs) distracted i'm so sorry doing her best Alyssa impression and he's like it's totally fine no need to apologize and she's like oh cool i mean i'm just so glad you aren't pissed (laughs) he's like pissed miss he's like all right um anyways why don't you let carlo do your hair and we'll see you downstairs (laughs) yeah it does remind me of in the parent trap when the mm-hmm. one is like is like oh I'm sorry I just got a bit woozy like and yeah. they're like woozy. oh you gave me a fright yeah it's like the clues are there yeah. guys right. we're we're showing you <laughs> those dumb adults they don't know a oh, thing they don't know a thing so back at camp um, everyone is having a great time eating sloppy joes. And Alyssa is really apprehensive at first, but then she finally takes a bite and she loves it as a kid is wont to do with a sloppy joe. And she tells Diane that it's like amazing. It's great. And Diana's like, of course, silly. This is your favorite food. <laughs> and Alyssa's like just so much sauce on her face face covered in sauce (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah i've never had a sloppy joe but this scene is like burned into my brain forever because when i was a kid i was like this looks amazing (laughs) and i need to eat one immediately but i grew up in asia where we did not have sloppy joes so unfortunately i've never had one we'll get you a sloppy joe when you visit yeah thank you i make them sometimes with lentils because i don't eat meat anymore but That's so smart. I would probably use like a beyond beef situation. Yeah. But um, we get this iconic line where Alyssa's like, ah, yes, the uh, big gooey messy burger. And Diana's <laughs> like, what the actual F is up with this guy right now? <laughs> um, Alien child. And she's like, otherwise known as the sloppy Joe. And... <laughs> She's like, again, your favorite food. Alyssa thinks that it is natural to then say, for darn good reason. Well, I think she says dern. Dern. She's like, for darn good reason. She's struggling right yeah. now. She's floundering. <laughs> Diane checks her forehead. She's like, are you okay? Are yeah. You- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Iconic. So then, obviously, simultaneously at this fancy dinner party at the Callaway house. Um, Amanda's gliding through the crowd because this is her house, her domain. She is the mistress of this party, regardless of what Clarice yeah. thinks. Um, I just love it because she's just like, hi, lovely to see you. Hi. Like, it's just, it's so cute. She's so cute. Um, the waiter offers her some escargot and she has no idea what that is, obviously, and eats it. 
Um, we get also another iconic line delivery. Mm. This tastes yeah. like a balloon. <laughs> uh, he's like, it's snails. And she's like, yeah, good, nice, chewy. And immediately spits it into her hand um, as Clarice and her friend Muffy, which, again, oh. no one – I has anyone here met someone named Muffy or like – Never. No. That Never. seems like one of those names that doesn't actually exist. It sounds like early – like early to mid nineties New England speak. Yeah. Like that sounds like I believe someone in New England is named Muffy. I could believe that. Yeah. So Clarice and Muffy walk up and they're like, Oh, are you gonna play anything for us tonight on the piano? Or they ask if she's gonna play anything and she was like, Oh yeah, of course. Checkers, dodgeball, <laughs> like what what are we talking? Mother. And they laugh. Like, it's the funniest joke in the world. And they were like, no. Most grating <laughs>, laughs I've ever heard. Like, yes, that <sighs> beautiful, beautiful sound. And they're like, no, silly, on the piano. Because she, which we kind of found out earlier that she just won, like, a competition or a, something at her school. Yeah. So then Clarice makes the announcement to the whole party. She Does she clink a glass? I feel like she clinks a glass. Probably. But she's like, yeah. everybody listen, my step, my future stepdaughter, whom I mm. absolutely adore, <laughs> is going to play a little piece that she won um, from her uh, first prize at Windsor Academy, which is obviously her little boarding school. It's always mm. a good sign mm. when you have to clarify that you absolutely adore this person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You think it goes without saying. <laughs> Who I seriously yeah. love. I'm not kidding. This is I'm not, not a kidding. This, this is for is real. No joke. If there's one thing I want you to know for about real. my relationship with this child. No cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Facts, no printer. That's right. also <laughs> There yes. you go. So Amanda is like, look, Clarice, I can't. Well, she doesn't say. She doesn't sit her down and say, look, look, Clarice, I can't do this. What you're asking me. No, she says she can't play the piano. But Clarice, of course, has already made the announcement, does not care about the thoughts and opinions of a child and is like, Mm -hmm. don't embarrass me in front of all these people because I already told them you were going to play something. (laughs) She's like, if you don't do this, I'll make sure you never play anything ever again. I was like, holy shit. Jesus. This chick sucks. Sucks. She sucks. <laughs> she's the worst. It's because yeah, she sucks. So she thinks everyone else sucks too. Like that's yeah. Her she's like, oh, mm-hmm. I used to faint for attention all the time. So now I know that she's doing this. And she has some trauma, some trauma to unpack. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Her coping mechanisms are not working for her. Um, Absolutely not. <laughs> Amanda, the little badass that she is, drops her escargot in uh, Clarice's champagne glass. Amazing. Just as like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're making yourself clear. <laughs> yeah, you're clear. Um, bitch. That's the unsaid. That was the unsaid line. She the subtext, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, I can see right through you. Amazing. Yeah. Go, mm-hmm. go for it, Amanda. Yeah. I wish I had balls when I was a kid. Oh, I wish I had balls like that now. I like yeah. could never do something like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. It's so, because it's like, I would Sorry, never do that. the lights just flickered. I was so freaked out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, it's, it's old lady Calloway. It's, it's, it's the Calloway ghost. <laughs> oh um, gosh. so Amanda sits down at the piano and is like, well, I would play you that piece, but in honor of my new stepmother, who I absolutely adore, <laughs> uh, she said she's going to play something of her own and then proceeds to just slam on the keys like 
she's kneading bread or something. Just mm-hmm. really going yeah. for it. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Roger off to the side is like, Vincenzo, do you think she might be asking for attention? (laughs) (laughs) You think? You ignored your daughter for four months while you got (laughs) together with some other lady and now she's doing kid things and you're like, well, what could possibly be going on here? Hmm. Because I watched this as a kid, I was so young and I was stupid because I was a kid. I didn't know what Chopin was. So when she was like, normally I'd be tickled to play Chopin. So I just thought that's like how, <laughs> how it was you said pronounced it? Yeah. for like a yeah. while probably. Yeah. That's understandable. I still say it that way. Yeah. yeah. So then back at camp, the kids are all playing charades. The boys team is winning. Ugh, gross. So <laughs> the girls team sends up. Amanda, because she's their best shot at beating the boys. So Alyssa is super freaked. She walks up. She picks out her little card paper thing with her mm-hmm. prompt. And it's London Bridges falling down. So she opens her mouth and everyone yells, song, immediately, nailing it. And <laughs> yes. once again, Alyssa does her signature move, which is to faint. Yes. And our girl Carmen pulls through, <laughs> immediately clocks it as London Bridge is falling down, and they win charades. Smart. And she's still yes. not yeah. Diane's favorite. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what? Yeah, what does she have to do? Exactly. Yeah. That is exactly what I was going to say. What more could she do to get the attention of an adult? <laughs> um, so later on back at the mansion, Roger comes into Alyssa's room for Amanda, we get it. We get it. We understand the premise. Yeah. So he tells Amanda that Clarice was very upset with her performance this evening. Amanda says that she thinks Clarice is fake. Mm-hmm. And Roger's like, don't you want a mother again? And she's like, I want a father too. And then she's like, oh, crap. Didn't mean to say that. <laughs> so sorry. Um, and Roger is really understanding though. He's like, I think what you're actually mad at is me. I'm going to make more of an effort, like starting right now to really hang out with you, have a spend quality time together. Clarice is going to be going back to the city tomorrow. So we'll really get time to bond. Um, and he tucks her in, says good night. And while he leaves, she says she likes having a father. And he says that he likes having a daughter. Uh, And it's just like a really cute moment because Amanda Mm -hmm. has never had parents. So for her, Mm -hmm. she's like feeling so fulfilled. It's her first time sleeping in her own room. Yes. It's a big deal. This is like a weird version of us um, where like Amanda and Alyssa are tethered. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Very dark. Very dark. Put one of them in one of those creepy masks. No. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Don't ruin this movie for me, Shelby. Oh, my gosh. So at the camp, Alyssa can't sleep because she's hearing all the crickets and frogs. (laughs) And, wow, I don't remember this part of the movie at all. (laughs) But It's a very small scene. Yeah, they go to the window because they think she's a ghost because she got abducted, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, so the boys are at the window to see Amanda. And then uh, Alyssa sees a frog in her bed and screams because Alyssa is not used to seeing little critters around. Mm -hmm. I guess rich people don't have 
frogs in their lives. Yeah. Definitely not in their beds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the boys are surprised that she even cares about that because they think she's Amanda and they think, okay, she's possessed. She was taken into the house and she was possessed. So after this traumatic moment for Alyssa, she does go into Diane's like cabin and Diane brushes her hair and kind of jokes with her and she's like, oh, maybe you should have kissed the frog. It could have been Prince Charming for me. <laughs> and she like cracks some jokes about how like toads are her specialty. Like that's the only way she's going to find a man. And she tickles her. They're laughing. And Diane is like, ah. Oh, there's that smile again, and this time it reached all the way to your eyes. And Alyssa tells Diane that she reminds her of someone, mm. someone she's never met, but she's seen in her oh. dreams. Oh. The subtext is she's talking about her mother. Yeah. Very sad. And Diane says that she's been acting a little bit weird, like maybe it's all this fresh air. And Alyssa's like, don't make fun. <laughs> and Diane's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, normally you're such a tough guy. Yeah. And Alyssa asked her not to tell anyone because she wouldn't want to ruin her reputation, none. Oh, my She's gosh. She's like, none. <laughs> so they decide to go and spy on the boys. Boys, they're not doing anything interesting. <laughs> don't, you don't need to see that. She's like, let's go spy on the boys, a.k.a. I actually need to check on all the children. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're my favorite, so like you can come with me. <laughs> you're going to help me do rounds, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get this montage back at the mansion where Cleary says bye to Roger and Alyssa. Alyssa opens her mouth when they hug and her gum falls into Clarice's hair. And I'm like, whoops. Oh my God. Was that me? Yeah. <laughs> so then we see a montage of Alyssa and Diane going fishing. Um, Amanda and Roger play croquet. Um, Clarice realizes that Amanda spit gum in her hair. Roger and Amanda swim in their giant indoor pool. Oh, my God. Diane and Alyssa make pottery, play games. Um, And then at noon, the girls run to meet each other at the stables. What a full morning. Yeah, so many activities. How early did they get up? (laughs) Like, honestly. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah, I don't even know. You're talking about this in a day span. My brain went, that took a couple days. Right. Yeah, same. It was like a few days switched. I was like, they both didn't go back to the stables and were like, (laughs) and just like. (laughs) They're like, actually, I'm keeping your life. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But no, Shelby, they did in fact go back to the stables. Um and they talk about what a witch. Gosh, that witch Clarice. <laughs> um, and they're like, man, like I wish, I wish my dad met Diane first. She's awesome. So then they're like, wait a second. And the plan starts to form in their little tiny baby brains. And they're like, okay, why don't we try to set up Roger and Diane? And they decide to stay switched because. You know, Di- uh, I'm sorry, Amanda knows Alyssa. I'm- wow, words. Amanda <laughs> knows everything about Diane, so she should stay as Alyssa in order to, like, really get it to into Roger's brain, I guess, and vice versa. So they did, they're like, but how? Ugh, I just wish we had a, a sign. <laughs> Camera pans on how we could figure it out. And all of a sudden, a horse in the mm-hmm. stables uh, kind of pokes his little head out. And they're like, wait a second. So they decide, okay, 
this is what we're gonna do. Right. Get them on horses. So they mm-hmm. they all go horseback riding. And <laughs> so Alyssa as Amanda calmly riding a horse. Diane, no idea how to ride a horse. Yeah. And doesn't know how Amanda Just the knows. bumpiest time. She's yeah. so bumpy. <laughs> and doesn't seem concerned. First of all, I've gone horseback. You don't just go horseback riding without an adult who knows how to ride a horse. Like, you yeah. can't just hop on a horse and, like, uh, there's got to be someone who works at that stable or something yeah. who yeah. wouldn't let Diane go out <laughs> with a child. I don't know. So, Roger and Amanda uh, also riding their horses. And Roger is like, did you forget all of your riding lessons? Because yeah. Amanda obviously didn't take those riding lessons. Um, at some point, um, so Roger says, oh, come on, you know, you'll, you'll get the hang of it. Just I'll race you to the lake. Mm-hmm. At some point, Diane and Alyssa are riding along and Diane's like, oh, I think I'm finally getting the ha- hang of it and turns around and notices that the child is nowhere around her and she just keeps riding. She's like, no, she must be <laughs> off somewhere. They continues to saying desert on a horse, with, yes. uh, on a horse with no name or something like that. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. She's so funny and charming. But if you were yeah. with a child doing a dangerous activity, which like yeah. horses can kill you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. She, the kid disappears. She doesn't care. And then Roger does the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Made for each other. Reckless so what you're with saying children. is they're bad parents is what you're telling me. Yeah, I think this movie took a, a, little, a little bit of liberties with how you would react in a situation with a child. Call DCF. What is it? DC. Yeah. DC, it depends what state you're in. Uh, in Florida, ah, yes. it's DCF, but you know. Yeah. That one. <laughs> Call them right now. This is ne- negligent behavior. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, the girls are actually just hiding and watching for Roger and Diane to meet because <laughs> Roger catches sight of Diane. Um, okay, here's what happens. The girls hide and then use a slingshot to hit the horse that Diane's riding so that it freaks out. Dangerous. Yeah. So dangerous. Yeah, you could kill someone. That's so dangerous. She hits it right on the area where you would like basically like kick your spur right. or like poke the horse to have it like go fast. Yeah. yeah. So of course it it just goes off and Diane doesn't apparently doesn't know how to just pull back on reins cuz that's really all you need to do. Yeah. Um but Diane is freaking out just wild runaway horse. She has no idea what's going on. Um mm-hmm. she's crying. Roger <laughs> Roger sees this and is like, "Okay, I got to go save this lady." And he just <laughs> simply grabs the reins and <laughs> slows yeah. it down. Or he grabs the, yeah, grabs the horse to slow it down. Diane's crying, uh, saying that they gave her a killer horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's good. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I would think the same thing, right? Like, yeah. And I've been on a horse mm-hmm. a time or two. But mm-hmm. if the horse just randomly took off. Oh, I would not be a yeah. Like, this is the killer horse. That this happened to me. Bad one. It happened to you? <laughs> yeah. When I was like, <gasps> oh, no. it's on. Well, I mean, I'm not traumatized. But um, <laughs> when I was younger, we would go like to like, why can't I like remember the details of this? I had ridden horses a couple of times on family vacations. Like it would be something I really wanted to do if we went somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we would like go ride the horses. Um, and then one time we did it 
And I was probably eight or like seven or eight. And for some reason, the horse started like bucking and like <gasps> running really fast and like freaking oh out. God. And I got really scared because I didn't know what to do. So I like let go because I was like, I want to get off this horse. And I like fell off the horse. Oh. But I was okay. Um, I was just like a little like shocked and like whatever. But after that, my parents never took us to like go ride on horses again. <laughs> oh. I was like, yikes. But I do – I have no resentment towards horses. Like, I would totally go ride one again. For any horses listening, <laughs> Mo, Mo does yeah, I love just nothing guys. against horses. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So as they continue down the trail, the horses are calm now. I think Diane is like, oh, well, how silly of me. And Roger's like, don't worry. I used to look like a real ass on a horse. And then immediately gets hit in the head with a branch and falls off his horse. I love that. I think he's so, like, yeah. funny and, like, dorky. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Old Steve. Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. So Diane helps him come to after this head trauma. And he says, I'm not sure what's more bruised, my butt or my ego. And she's like, oh, you should have someone take a look at that. He's like, my butt? <laughs> she says, no, the bleeding head wound <laughs> yeah. on your forehead. So she offers to bring him back to camp for some first aid. But he's like, don't worry, I live right over there. And that's when she realizes that he is, in fact, the Roger Calloway of Camp Calloway and mm -hmm. Calloway Cellular. So she's like, oh, I'm Diane. It's so nice to meet you. I run the Eastside Children's Center in Manhattan, and my kids are here for a week. Like, they love your camp. And kind of gushes over him a little bit. Then she says it was nice to meet him and starts to leave. Thanks him for saving her life. But he stops her and invites her over for some iced tea because oh. he wants to hear about how the camp is going. Mm -hmm. Cow chicka wow wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> iced tea, the drink of lovers. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's a hot day. Do you want some iced cold tea? Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the patio, Amanda and Alyssa are spying on them inside the little tea cart <laughs> while they're sitting together. Mm -hmm. And Diane treats the cut on Roger's head. Ah, uh, I love this part. He's it's like so whining. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm like so excited to talk about it. Okay. So he like whines like a baby. <laughs> Don't know why. He's like a grown man. He just got hit with the branch. Like take it. But <laughs> then she like puts the iodine on and holds his face and blows on it. <sighs> And this man is perplexed. Yeah. Tension. It, there's so much tension between them. Yes. She's like, are you okay? And he's like, Because so. he hasn't <laughs> felt like a loving touch in so long because yeah. his fiance is an absolute terror. Grating. <laughs> oh Sandpaper, I, yeah. I think it's also mm -hmm. like a testament to um, – like how to really build sexual tension in like a a real and authentic way. Mm -hmm. It's like it's never like in a lot of the, a lot of movies you see it's like oh, locked eyes and oh we're just like we want to tear each other's clothes off instantly. But sometimes mm -hmm. it's kind mm -hmm. of this like slow build up and it's like yeah. you know obviously they're attracted to each other when they're riding on the horses, right? Um, yeah. But when she again it's the physical touch for the first time. It's the um, caring nature that she has. Yes. It's like all of a sudden he's like, 
uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, I... Totally entranced. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. And at this point, Diana's like, oh, I expected you to be a rich, old, cigar-smoking geezer. And he's like, little old me? Um, I'm not. And he tells her that he actually made his fortune from pure dumb luck. When cell phones were coming out, he was like, oh, interesting. And he bought the airspace for cell phones. So he is actually um, the reason why we have 5G which is a very contentious mm-hmm. feature. Yes. So it puts Roger Calloway in a different light now, doesn't it? He's like, mm-hmm. totally. He's part of the secret society controlling all of our actions mm-hmm. with 5G. Yeah, for Precisely. Sure. Do you think he at this point is richer than Jeff Bezos? Or do no. we do we think Jeff Bezos is still richer? Oh, mm. at that point? No, like right now. Right. Like if now? he still existed. Mm. Jeff Bezos is I mean, he's going to fly himself into the sun, hopefully. (laughs) Here's to hoping. Uh, I don't think that Calloway, Roger Calloway, could have afforded his own space program. But he bought all of that airspace back in the 90s, and he's probably made some other smart investments. Mm. He would be top five richest people. He'd be in that little club. He reminds me of the Virgin Mobile guy. Oh, yeah. Like that guy who owns Virgin Mobile. I'm like assuming it's similar. Yeah, Richard Branson. Something like that. All I'm saying is, you're right. Top five at least. He's still a wealthy (laughs) Mm -hmm. dude. Absolutely. And just as all of this sexual tension is building itself up, what do we got to do, guys? We got (sighs) to get interrupted by (laughs) Vincenzo again. Vinny. And it's not even just an interruption. It's a phone call from his fiance. But it's just so funny because he doesn't want to admit it. Vincenzo's like, oh, Clarice is on the phone. And she's like, and Diane's like, who's Clarice? And he's like, she's my, uh, uh, I, I got to take this. <laughs> she's my f- Miss Kensington. <laughs> my, yeah, my Miss uh, Ms. Kensington. Uh, and she's like, okay. Um, so she starts, so he takes the call, which rude again. And Diane's listening to it. She's so... Clarice is freaking out because she found the sneaky gum in her hair. Yes. So she is at the hairstylist. They're just kind of picking and prodding at her hair. Like trying no to one's bringing out, out the peanut butter. Right. Like some kind yeah. of oil. Get some kind of oil in there. Easy fix. Yeah. That's yeah. all you need. But no. It's okay. She's not mm. a good person. We don't want to say <laughs> Yeah, we don't care. Uh, we want her hair gone. No. Um, so... She's freaking out saying, Amanda, I'm sorry, Alyssa did this. Your daughter did this. And Roger is kind of like, mm, I don't think she would do that. <laughs> um, and she's freaking out. So Diane's like, oh, hey, I'm going to go. Um, and Clarice hears this and is like, oh, oh, do you have God. another woman? Are you are you cheating on me? Uh, and he's like, no, 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 it's a, I'm having a, it's a, it's a meeting. It's fine. Like it's, nothing's happening. And Diane hears this and is like, okay, fine. I got to go then. Um, and she just kind of like leaves while Roger is apologizing and walking away on the cell phone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She just goes, which makes sense because I would feel pretty insulted to you when you, yeah. Yeah, she's like she's a, she's barely a woman or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, she's sort of a woman. Right, it's like, right, dude, come on. You sound so dumb right now. Go into another room at least. <laughs> yeah, she's like, 
I'm having a crisis and you're having a bachelor party. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> a crisis, a gum, gum-based crisis. A gum-based yeah. crisis, yes. So back in the mansion, Roger, of course, has to confront Amanda about the gum. You know, she's like, well, Clarice just squeezed me so hard. It just popped out <laughs> of my mouth and fell directly in her hair. But she thinks that Clarice doesn't like her very much. And, True. you know... She's right, yeah. But Roger's like, no, this is where he's Absolutely. like, she loves children. Amanda's like, oh, how do you know that? <laughs> and he, that's when he's like, well, I guess I've never seen her around a kid before, but <laughs> she must. These are the questions you ask before you propose to somebody. Seriously, yeah. how did they get together? Yes. It was all, I think it was Clarice's I would doing. love that origin story. Yeah. I mean, it's very much the thing you see in any sort of retelling of Cinderella where the st- they make the stepmother like so awful where it's like, I don't buy that he would fall for her. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't buy that he would yeah. fall for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much that kind of I vibe. think it's a lot like in um, 27 Dresses, the way that Catherine Heigl's sister is basically just lying to him the whole yeah. time. It has to be that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also because Roger is so like – closed off from losing his wife that I Mm -hmm. think he doesn't think he's going to have a love like that. So he's like, oh, well, like this is probably as good as it's going to get. Right. Mm. And she probably, Clarice probably plays that up is like, I'm a famous socialite or whatever. Like, I am the best you're going to get. Yeah, definitely. So then Amanda asks Roger if he loves Clarice, you know, in that can't eat, can't sleep, reach for the stars over the fence world series kind of thing and he's like did you read that in the dictionary and uh she's like well do you love her and he goes well yes liza minnelli already absolutely (laughs) not (laughs) bullshit yeah but amanda asks you know well you're marrying her because you think that Alyssa, i mean i need a mother and he's like all right that's like enough with the questions let's move on but she just has one left. Who was that pretty woman out on the patio? Back at camp, everyone is roasting marshmallows around the campfire. And Diane tells her colleague, who I'm assuming is like another caseworker or a counselor, about the Roger incident. <laughs> and she's like, uh, I'm a total idiot for thinking he's available. And Alyssa turns around and's like, he is. Was he wearing a ring? And I'm like... <laughs> smart question. <laughs> Those are the real questions. She knows. For yeah. real. So Diane's like, you know, even if he was available, he wouldn't be interested in a girl like me. Alyssa tells her she shouldn't put herself down. I love that Alyssa is basically like her mini therapist <laughs> in this moment. Oh, yeah. She's like, don't mm-hmm. talk about yourself that way. Yeah. Um, and then Diane's like, oh, you know, she probably goes with, he. he probably goes out with girls with food names. Like, muffin and candy and cookie and Alyssa gets so defensive of her daddy so cute (laughs) and she's like uh no that she's like yells at her kind of she's like no that's not true uh his wife's name was Kathy and she wasn't a food she was a teacher and Diane reacts the way I feel like Mm. we all would react which is like oh god he's more perfect (laughs) than I thought he was like damn it I can't imagine being a teacher while my husband was making uh, millions of dollars I'd be like sorry but I must recuse myself yeah I wouldn't work (laughs) I must I must stop working immediately (laughs) uh but Roger 
meanwhile, is talking to Vincenzo about, you know, the experience he had and asks Vincenzo if he believes in magic, if, you know, sparks between two people. Um, And it's been so long since his wife died that he didn't think it could happen to him again. Mm -hmm. And Vinny assumes he's talking about Miss Kensington. He's like, oh, yeah, she's really something. And Roger is like, oh, I... uh, (laughs) Wasn't talking about her. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, uh, Vinny, he, you know, he knows what's going on. Vinny knows these people better than they know themselves. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So he suggests that Roger just take a little drive and see where he ends up. So then back at camp, Diane goes into the office where her colleagues are and finds out that the Buttkiss family wants to adopt Amanda and the paperwork just went through. So Diane picks up the phone and she's like, who the fuck am I talking to? Like, since <laughs> when do they accept adoptions? Like, without the caseworker's report? This is insane. And she asks the guy on the phone to, like, stop it. She's like, the butt kids will take anybody. And she asks him to hear her out. She's like, I know I don't make that much money and I am a little bit single, but I want to adopt Amanda. And they just laugh at her, yeah. which is That's like insane to me. Horrible. So mean. Yeah. So she obviously hangs up the phone and like storms out of the office. Yes. She so when she storms out, who should be there? Oh. But Roger Calloway. Where mm. did he decide to go? To camp. So of course he pat did. on the back for him. Um, and he's like, Is this a bad time? And she's like for a meeting? A meeting? Is that what you're asking hmm. me about? Hmm. Got him. And Roger does apologize for taking that call the other day. And he asks to make it up up to her. Offers to like go out to lunch with her. Maybe they could get pizza in town. But Diane is like, I can't. I'm actually on duty at the mess hall. And it's my kid's turn to serve lunch. But you're welcome to join us. If you like Italian food, we are having macaroni and cheese. <laughs> the most Italian food. It's like, I'm so I'm floored by their romance. I just think they have such a cute little like banter going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're so endearing. Yeah. Cute. No. They're, they really do play off each other really well. Mm-hmm. I love seeing this as an adult because it's like when you're a kid, you're like, oh, it's so cute. And when you're a I want to have a love like that or whatever. And when you're an adult, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, these people have a love like that because they've both been through so much bad stuff Mm. first. And when you're a kid, you don't realize you have to go through all the shitty stuff to get to that point. Damn. (laughs) Why can't my life be a movie? Um, (laughs) Anyway, meanwhile, Clarice, everybody's favorite character, (laughs) uh, is in another limo. She's on the phone with some friend of hers, and she's like, I need a bridesmaid. Like, you can can meet the president some other time. I need you to be my bridesmaid. Um, And she's just, like, hopping from call to call on her cell phone. Um, You know, she's on the phone with Bernard, who I'm assuming is the accountant or something of the The caliber Wedding planner or something. Yeah, yeah, something important, I guess. And she's like, literally, do not call me with numbers. As Ariana Grande says, Mm -hmm. I see it, I Mm -hmm. like it, I want it. Now go Mm -hmm. do that for me. Um, (laughs) Exactly. It's a little variation. But um, she's like, stop bothering me with numbers. Just do it. My husband, my soon-to-be husband is very wealthy. We can afford it. Right. 
Yeah. She also has the worst haircut. It's bad. I've ever oh, seen. yes. It's the bad. short hair. It's very yeah. 90s, yeah. though. Like, it is very 90s. Mm. But still, yeah. I think bad for <laughs> <Yes>. 90s. <laughs> I yeah. think it doesn't match her face shape no. like it looks Mm-mm. like it's like a pile on top of her head she could have yeah. gotten like a cute little pixie cut if they needed to cut yeah. her hair which i don't think they did um they definitely need to cut didn't need to cut all of her hair off. <laughs> that gum really got in there so Alyssa yeah. really i mean amanda really did her job well good for her um uh, Clarissa's rich fiance, meanwhile, is with another woman <laughs> <laughs> talking about how it's been 10 years since he's been to the camp because since it was his wife's project, it just like hurt him too much to come back after she died until now mm. because someone is interesting <gasps> as oh Diane brought him there. Um, and of course, he has agreed to have mac and cheese. Uh, Alyssa, as she's coming out to serve the mac and cheese, sees her dad and is like, oh, no. (laughs) But and meanwhile, like Amanda is also sneaking in like around to the mess hall to see them sitting together through Mm -hmm. the window. And so she's watching this like, oh, what's Alyssa going to do? Because Carmen, our girl Carmen, has been tasked (laughs) with going uh, into the kitchen to grab Amanda so she can indru- mm-hmm. uh, so Diane can introduce her to Roger. Once then, Diane's like, fuck you, Carmen. Go get right. Amanda to meet yeah. this man. <laughs> I was going to say, I think the fact that Carmen is so overlooked by Diane, we have kind of adopted Carmen yeah. in, yes. our, in our conversation Absolutely. about her. We are her totally. social worker now. So <laughs> yes. we love her. We'll take her. <laughs> Put yeah. her on one of, the, one of our podcasts. It'll be good. Yeah. Um, yes. So... When Carmen's dragging Alyssa out of the kitchen, Alyssa grabs a chef's hat. And just as Roger is turning around to see her, she just slams that baby down fully over her head, blocking her face completely. Yeah. So that Roger can't see. Mm -hmm. So our girl Carmen, coming in clutch once again, pulls the chef's hat off of Alyssa's head just as Roger's turning around to see her. This whole thing happens in slow motion. It is cinematic genius <laughs> um Alyssa sticks her foot out she trips Frankie his bowl of mac and cheese goes flying into the air and then slowly lands directly on top of Roger's head mm-hmm. in like a perfect helmet of <laughs> mac and cheese the whole room goes silent and just stares except for Diane who is like snort laughing yeah. behind her hands <laughs> Yeah. So he turns to her, he's like, did you just snort? And she (laughs) snorts again. And he asks if she thinks this is funny and she just keeps laughing. So then he picks up his knife and like flicks a pat of butter at her. And she's like, ah, food fight. And just chaos erupts in the whole mess hall. Everyone is throwing food at each other. (laughs) It honestly looks like such a great time. I miss like food fight sequences in movies. Uh, You just never see them anymore. The food fight era. The food fight era. And it never happened in real life. And honestly, I'm too hungry. Mm. I don't want to throw my food. I <laughs> what I'm going to tell it. you is that it does happen yeah. in real life because it happens it does in my happen middle in real school. Life. And Me it's too. Disgusting. Oh, really? Disgusting. <laughs> it is disgusting. You never want to be in the in a food fight. It is the grossest you will ever feel coming out the other side. Damn. It's like, why am I? What is this on my shirt? What am I covered oh, no. in? Why does it? Stick. Why is it sticky? I don't understand. Why is there a baked bean in my belly button? 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. The worst. Don't oh do it. Oh my god. Kids at home, whoever's listening, don't get into a food fight. <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled for romanticizing food fights. Just watch. I know oh for real. Gosh. For real. I really, I would love to be in. Well, so this is. I guess I think it was like a tradition in my middle school. I don't think this was high school that when you were in eighth grade on the last day, they let you get into a food fight. And that is why I was like, oh, I know for the eighth graders, like they have food fights on the last day of school. But then when we got to eighth grade, they were like, we're not doing that anymore. Like we're not allowing that to happen. And I was like, no, (laughs) start it, start it next year. (laughs) But back to the movie. (laughs) So Diane and Roger leave the mess hall. They are like having a blast. They're laughing. They're in touch with their inner child. And she like points him in the direction of the showers. But Roger's like, I have a better idea. And he runs full force (laughs) off the pier into the supposedly like freezing cold lake. (laughs) And Alyssa and Amanda watch from the kayaks, which are like propped up on this um, stand. He, like, yells and does a cannonball into the water. He is literally, like, can't eat, can't sleep, (laughs) you know, (laughs) over the fence. Mm -hmm. And Diana's like, you're not supposed to swim after you eat. Didn't your mother ever teach you? And he's like, oh, (laughs) oh, I have a cramp. And he pretends to drown. I, like, would freak out if this was happening to me. Like, a a young billionaire, like, playfully drowning in front of me. Yeah. Talk about seduction. He's like, it's life or death right now. Will they? Won't they? (laughs) Um, But Diane is, like, very persistent. She's like, it's cold. I'm not getting in the water. This is such a fun exchange, too, because it's like, you know, he goes under, he pops up, he goes under, and then he Mm -hmm. goes under again, and she's like, ah, she mutters the thing that I, again, would mutter is, you better be worth it, Buster, or whatever, and she's like, (laughs) jumps into the water um, after him, and she's like, fucking freezing, she's freaking out, and then she's like, looking for him, and he doesn't pop up, so she starts freaking out she was like this isn't funny like stop playing these games (laughs) i jumped in i'm here don't play don't do this um and she's like freaking out she just she literally thinks that she just killed killed a billionaire she was like fuck i now i have to cover up murder and we got to figure this out um but then he calls to her from like the lifeguard post area um and he's like, a guy could drown waiting for you, which is such a, again, <laughs> such a cute line. Yeah. Adorable. Um, and he jumps right back in the water and they start doing, you know, the, <laughs> let's put water on each other. <laughs> flirting. Uh, water, the water flirting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's so cute about it, too. I mean, this is, this is actually the darker side of it, is that our boy... <laughs> Vincenzo is watching this through a telescope from the mansion. Oh my gosh. I want to see someone do one of those edits where they turn a movie like into a horror movie yes. or something. Those trailer oh, edits. Yeah. They could totally do with this one because it's like, you know, Amanda yeah. seeing the portrait that looks just like her. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Old Lady Calloway. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Vinny's just watching them through this telescope. <laughs> Unfortunately, Clarice comes to the house and is asking where Roger is. And 
Vincenzo is like, oh, uh, he's out. But he was really smooth about it. You can tell yeah. that he he could totally cover up a whole affair if he needed to. Oh, yeah. Um, and Clarice <laughs> knows this because she suspects other people of being as sneaky and vindictive as she is. So mm-hmm. she asks him to go get her something um, because she also treats him terribly the entire yeah. movie. And she asks him for a Diet Coke with lime, that Diet Coke product placement. And, of course, she sees the telescope and walks over to it and spies on Roger and sees him in the water flirting with Diane, Uh, which, out of context, (laughs) that'd be pretty hurtful and horrible. We don't care because it's her. Um, and she. I mean, even in context, yeah, yeah. cheating, yeah, Yeah. effectively, emotionally, yes. His fiance is a witch, but you should break up with her first, for sure. So then, back in the water, Diane is like, "Oh, you can't always be this much fun." And he's like, "Well, I haven't had this much fun in years." And then he notices something in her hair, and he's like, "You have something," and she thinks it's like a bug, and he pulls it out. He's like, "It's a deadly maraschino cherry bug." (laughs) But then they start holding hands, and they get closer and closer, and he says he almost didn't come over at all, and she says she's glad he did, Uh. and they lean in and are literally about to kiss when a gust of wind or something knocks over all the kayaks, so they are distracted. They look over. Diane's like, what was that? And stupid Roger says... (laughs) A sign, uh, which okay, I would be pissed if someone said that to me. Yeah, and then she realizes that it must be the Miss Kensington on the phone, mm-hmm. and he finally reveals that he is getting married next month. Oh, brother, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so Diane is like getting out of the water, super upset. She asks him if this was some last fling, and he's like, "I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out, sir." That's not that's not sure. a good answer. You're a grown no. man. She says not to worry. She can help him out. Thanks for the camp and congratulations. And he's like, please. But it's clear Diana's very upset. And she tells him this really kills her because it was there. That can't eat, can't sleep, reach for oh. the stars, over oh. the fence, World Series kind of thing. She's like, oh, wow. Oh, And Roger says to himself, he's got to get a dictionary. (laughs) Then Amanda says she gives up. And Alyssa is like, no, they mustn't. Third time's a charm. So after his rendezvous with Diane in the lake, he returns home. Vinny's there and he's like, oh, Miss Kensington for you. And he thinks that she's on the phone because she's supposed to be in New York. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, oh, I'll take it upstairs. And then he's like, no, 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 like, she's here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Roger goes into the bedroom. We get the famous, you're here, you're here, because <laughs> this is the first time he's seeing that atrocious haircut. It's bad. Yeah. And, you know, ask her, asks her what she's doing there. She's only been gone a day, which this has only been a day. De- Again, yeah. <laughs> time isn't real. We no. should stop pretending that it is. And she's just like, oh, my God, I was so miserable without you. And that I realized that I couldn't live without you. And I, I just don't think we should wait another day. Let's get married tomorrow. Insane. Insane. Oh. So not knowing all of this, Amanda and Alyssa are writing letters, um, fake letters from Diane and Roger to 
the other one inviting each other to meet where they first met with the horses and they get like capture each other's voices really well (laughs) like amanda's letter from diane is like you know you know i whatever she just it's very simple basic and rogers is very like heartfelt and um classy rich sounding yeah yeah, rich sounding but genuine yeah and they exchange them to to meet so amanda goes to like plant the letter from diane when clarice comes downstairs and she's like get your shit packed because we're leaving for the city tonight Mm -hmm. like what the fuck and tells her that this little act of hers is getting old and reveals that by the time she was Alyssa's age she had already had three stepmothers who she knows all about (laughs) what little girls will do to keep daddy all to themselves I'm like trauma there is a lot going on Mm -hmm. with you lady that we need to address Mm -hmm. but she says that after tomorrow she's going to be the woman of the house and Alyssa will be sent off to a year-round boarding school possibly in Tibet (laughs) and just storms away meanwhile while that's happening, Diane is waiting in the woods in this nice little dress she has, tr- just trying to decide whether or not um, she should be coming to meet Roger. And she has this like soliloquy. <laughs> She's like, so good. Should I have come here? Yes, stupid. He's only worth about $20 billion. For God's sakes, great. Now I'm just after him for his money. How shallow is that? I liked him before I knew he was rich. So I should have come here. He's a little bit engaged. I've never met her, so maybe that doesn't count. Come on, ladies, perk up. And she, like, adjusts her breasts. Um, I recommend YouTubing that scene just for the full justice it deserves. It's great. It's so good. And Alyssa and Amanda are waiting in the woods. Or actually, pardon me. Don't put that in the pod. Alyssa waits in the woods for Amanda to show when Mrs. Van Dyke from fucking child's services appears. And why are they all the way deep in the woods? Just searching, (laughs) doing a missing child search right now? I don't know. Um, But she tells Alyssa, a.k.a. Amanda in this scenario, that the butt kisses are there to take her away. You also get that great line delivery. Come to mama, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> oh, which, my gosh. Yeah, they're like the creepiest people I've ever seen. Truly. Oh, yeah. So creepy. Uh, meanwhile, at the mansion, Roger is trying to get Amanda into the limo, but she is like kicking, screaming, grabbing on things. She will not leave. She does not want to go. Rightfully so. I wouldn't want right. to leave either. Both these children are essentially being abducted. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, you're not right. At least they're not being taken across state lines, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Diane eventually leaves her spot in the woods because Roger doesn't show up. Um, And that's when she sees that who she thinks is Amanda is being taken away in a van. So she is freaking out. Of course, because this is like her kid. <laughs> she yeah. already thinks of yeah. Amanda as her kid. And she runs to the camp office. And the other people who work there, she was like, you were supposed to protect her. Like, wh- how could you let this happen? She is truly angry. They were like, what were we supposed to do? Like, they had the paperwork and they couldn't find Diane. Mm-hmm. Were they supposed to, like, lay in front of the, ba- the van or something? And Diane is like, I would have. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh. Uh. 
I just got goosebumps when you said that, yeah. which I was not expecting. But yeah, I think I got goosebumps while I was watching yeah. it. I was like, yeah, yeah sh- this woman cares yeah. about this one child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Diane takes the camp's Jeep. She's like, I'm taking this Jeep. Can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So we get some aerial shots of New York City, baby. (laughs) And we hear this like radio announcement being like, there's going to be crazy traffic. You're going to want to steer clear of Midtown because society lady Clarice Kensington is marrying Roger Calloway. Finally landed her man. (laughs) So then we pop over to Staten Island where Alyssa is with the Butkus family and gets introduced to all her new adopted siblings and Harry Jr., who is the Butkus's only biological child. Yeah. And Alyssa tries to explain that she's not Amanda, and they're like, we know you're not Amanda, and you'll never have to be Amanda again <laughs> because we're going to call you Little Betty Butt kiss. Oh my god. Devastating. <laughs> uh, and they say that after breakfast, she gets to go see where her new daddy works. Really? I can just rancid. like smell that woman's breath, like <laughs> yeah, looking at her. And it, <laughs> it smells like cigarettes and nicotine gum. Yeah. yeah. I know. Absolutely. It must. Oh, yeah. God. And hairspray. Why does her yeah. breath oh, smell yeah. like hairspray? <laughs> <laughs> at the salvage yard. Alyssa sneaks into Harry Butkus' office and calls Amanda um, at the New York apartment. And she explains to her what happened, a.k.a. she is freaking adopted. Yeah. And she needs to, like, come save her. And Amanda tells her the bad news that Clarice moved up the wedding and it's happening in two hours. So Alyssa says she has to get out of here, um, but the line ends up going dead because Harry Jr., caught her on the phone and he's like the new kids can't use the phone but kiss rules oh Chris. god he's so he's just as creepy as his parents like yeah. that apple yeah. did not didn't even fall off the tree frankly it's on the tree it's still on the tree <laughs> oh my god um so obviously now amanda has to take matters into her own hands she's like this is our doomsday resolution we've gotta we've gotta go nuclear on these people um so she goes to little Vinny, big Vinny, whatever you want to call him um and she's like you know hey Vinny, you've been taking care of Alyssa her whole life right you know about every uh bruise every freckle every scar and he's like yeah of course I, you know I, I know and so she goes through and she's like okay well where did I get this one and he's like well mm-hmm. I don't know and and she's like, yeah, this was when I was doing this thing that Alyssa never did because I'm not Alyssa. Um, until we get the iconic, and I will say it again, iconic line <laughs> when he finally realizes that Alyssa and Amanda are two separate people and that Alyssa is in fact gone. We get identical strangers <laughs> um, because that's it because that's the only this is the only explanation we get you know what and I'm fine with that I'm fine yeah. with that being my only explanation to why these girls look exactly the same so he's like oh but if you're here then where's Alyssa and so she tells him obviously but and he's like oh I gotta tell Mr. Calloway and Amanda's like no 
we got to get him to see. It's always planning. Always planning this one. <laughs> yes. She's like, no, we got to get him to see Diane one more time before the wedding because then Clarice is history. Yeah. They're going to do the thing. And that thing is going and confronting Diane because meanwhile, Diane is just sitting on Amanda's old oh. bed at the orphanage and cr- looking at a picture and crying. Oh, it's so, so sad. Yeah. Vincenzo walks into the room <laughs> just out of nowhere and is like, hey, uh, I need to get Mr. Calloway's daughter Alyssa back. Uh, and Diane, of course, has no idea what she's talking about, at which point he reveals that the picture she's crying over is not of Amanda, but of Alyssa in Amanda's place. You didn't even know your own <laughs> favorite child's name. Right. And yeah. he shows her a picture of Amanda pretending to be Alyssa at the dinner party. Mm-hmm. And they see that they're identical. And for some reason, he convinces her that this is her problem that she needs to <laughs> solve yeah. right away. Oh my gosh, you're so right. I never thought about that. Yeah, it's kind of cruel what they do to Diane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Multiple people are at fault here. Yeah. yeah. And Vincenzo is like, uh, yeah, if you get her back right away, there will, there will be no legal entanglements. <laughs> like, dude, you're supposed to be on her side. Oh what are you That's doing? That's threatening. <laughs> That is, that's a threat, sir. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, uh, well, a bit of a problem. I don't have her anymore. She was adopted. So, and Vincenzo's like, well, you better unadopt her real quick because Mr. Calloway is getting married in 90 minutes <laughs> and he expects his real daughter to be there. Uh-huh. And Diane's like, what the fuck? I can't get to Staten Island and back in 90 minutes. It's impossible. So he suggests that she goes really, really fast. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> never. You can okay. never. Um, and says that if she gets in trouble, here's this card, call this number, and ask for Lou. Lou-hoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we cut back to the junkyard where Alyssa is sitting on a crate. Harry Jr. tells her to clean this mess up. And Alyssa has had enough. She says that her dad is Roger Calloway. When he finds out what they're doing here, he's going to buy this whole town and kick him out of it. <laughs> And Harry and his kid laugh, and they're just, like, so nasty. They're nasty little people. Ugh. The the worst. Gross. Humans. Mm -hmm. Um, Meanwhile, back at the – I guess Vincenzo got back to the the church really quickly. I actually don't know. Okay, so, like, I've been to New York a few times. Don't – I don't know where anything is. Um, So I don't know how quickly Vincenzo would have gotten to the Eastside uh, Children's Center and then back to the church. Is that – reasonable it's possible it's It's like near central park if he took the subway he'd probably be able to get there pretty quick yeah i doubt it he probably (laughs) took a limo yeah that's the only if he took a limo bitches he is stagnant (laughs) there's no way he's still in traffic to this day he never got back um Mm -hmm. but anyway he teleported back to the (laughs) back to the church and he walks in on roger and roger's just kind of staring at his wedding bands and Eni's like, what you been thinking about, right? And Roger's like, oh, you know, the World Series. <laughs> and he goes on to this, this amazing feeling of hitting a home run at the bottom of the ninth and the bases are loaded. And you know it's just going to go over the fence. And then, you know, he's like lost in this imagery because obviously yeah. he's thinking about Diane. Yes. Right. Um, but then he snaps the box closed and he's like, 
Clarice hates baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, you're not going. We know he's not going through with this. Oh, no. Yeah. I actually never realized how. I guess I just never picked up on how prevalent the theme of baseball is through this entire movie. (laughs) Playing baseball, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess she is playing baseball in the beginning. I'm like, they never go to a game or anything. No. Um, But Diane gets the butt kiss house and a neighbor says they're not home because Harry brings all the kids to work at his scrapyard, which it seems like Ugh. social service, child services would have questioned that. the neighbors yeah. or something yes. before they let these people right. adopt more and more children. Um, yeah. Of course, Diane's car, the Jeep, chooses that moment to stop working. Obviously. So she borrows the neighbor's phone and calls Lou. Mm. Mysterious Lou. Then back at the scrapyard, all the kids gang up on Alyssa and they're like, oh, your highness, we brought you something oh. to make you feel more at home. And it's like a little crown they made out of tin and a burlap sack and a plunger. Mm-hmm. And they make her sit on a toilet and they're like, all bow down to Princess Betty. It's like, it's so horrible. Weird. It's so cringe. Yeah. yeah. So just then, a helicopter flies in. And announces that they're here for Alyssa Calloway. Okay. And Alyssa walks over. Helicopter lands. Diane comes out. And she tells Alyssa that they have to get to the church. But Mr. Buttkiss, even in this moment where he is clearly defeated, tries to stop her. But she's like, I'd have half a mind to kill you before I turn you into social services. So he's done. You're out of here. You're out of here. Those but you kids. can keep these other kids for now. <laughs> I'm only yeah, taking this I know. One. <laughs> Again, the neglect. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I never even thought of that. I was like, oh, those are his kids, right? No, they're all. <laughs> oh, those poor kids. Like, they were dicks yeah. to her and everything. But that's just because they were living in that yeah. shitty house. It's yeah, totally. just a terrible home life situation. Yeah, they were on. trying to like appease Harry Jr. so he didn't pick on them, probably. You know. Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. So back at the church, the wedding is finally starting, and Amanda still has to stall. So she decides what's going to hold at this wedding <laughs> if the flower girl takes forever to get down the aisle. <laughs> Smart. Individually placing flower petals on the mm-hmm. ground. She's she's a genius, and she does it with a flourish too. It's not just like step and drop it's like step hand up and bend at the waist <laughs> and put it on the floor and next so it's like very over the top oh yeah there's some audience members or like people in the stands are like oh yes doing this what a charming little girl mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course our mysterious lou the helicopter pilot uh has flown diane and uh Alyssa, I keep getting confused, which is which, um, uh, over, from the scrapyard, they land in the middle of a baseball game, another baseball <gasps> reference, in Central Park. Bold landing. Yeah, it's the closest they can get to the church. Meanwhile, at the wedding, Clarice is absolutely fed up. I think her dad's. this is where he makes some crack, like, oh, who would have thought my oldest daughter would be the last to get married? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, shut up, and just grabs his hand and books it down the aisle, Mm -hmm. basically almost mowing down all of her bridesmaids and Amanda. Finally arrives, the organ player is, like, trying to keep up with her. And she's like, all right, I'm here. I'm ready. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. 
And the priest is like, okay, dearly beloved, gathered here today for Clarice and Roger. And he's like, huh? <laughs> Me? Just completely out of it. Out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, just got off this helicopter. Alyssa runs up to one of the horse-drawn carriages around Central Park. Diane is dealing with her horse trauma, um, but eventually gets into the carriage. <laughs> it did only happen a few days ago. So. Yeah, it's true. There's it happened still like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the driver isn't there to drive them over. He's on his break, which I mean, take your break, sir. Enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. But he refuses to drive them. He's stuffing a hot dog in his mouth. So they just end up stealing this man's carriage and his horse just down the streets of Midtown they go with 10-year-old Alyssa on the reins. Right. (laughs) Just so many laws have been broken in this one moment. It's it's an emergency, okay? It is. That's what I would say. It's a life or death emergency, frankly. Because Clarice and Roger, they're doing their vows, right? And Clarice says, I do. Um, And she's still trying to rush the process along, which Mm -hmm. is also a little funny to me because I don't understand what she's rushing against. Yeah, she doesn't know. She doesn't know Diane's coming. She doesn't know the twins are different. She doesn't like she doesn't know any of this. She is literally just trying to rush this wedding. Yeah. And I get it. She's like impatient. She's been waiting all morning. But what? I I just don't. I understand. think she. I think she just knows that like Roger is on the verge of changing his mind. Yeah, yeah. True. So she's like, let me just fucking get it done quick before. True. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So she asked the priest to do Roger's vows, and um, the priest starts asking him the questions, <laughs> and <laughs> and Diane and Alyssa are still galloping to the church, madcap wild ride through. <laughs> New York City, getting over there. They get there, and this whole time, Diane has been saying, I'm not going inside. I'm not going inside. And Alyssa is running up and is like, you get your butt up here this instant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, Diane agrees to go inside the church. So Roger's like, I, I... Uh, and then we have this like montage. We relive all his moments with Diane. Yeah, I love this. Of montage. the day and a half they've known yeah. each other. Of the two times they've yeah. met. <laughs> but you know, the memories flash before his eyes. Obviously, very impactful for him. Yeah, that's when the church doors bust open, and Alyssa just starts shoving Diane down the aisle. <laughs> he sees her. He looks back at Clarice says i can't i should have told you earlier absolutely yes. should have told her earlier yes <laughs> but i'm in love with someone else Ugh. so clarice slaps him and then turns to amanda and screams this is all your fault and like raises a hand to hit her <sighs> ridiculous fucking insane yeah luckily vincenzo is there to grab her hand and says if you touch that child, I'll pop you one, so help me God. <laughs> so good. Yeah, there's a lot of tension right now. There's a lot of violence happening yeah. in the yeah. church. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she goes off again, storming down the aisle where she is met by Alyssa. And obviously this is the first time seeing both of them, so she screams. 
and says it's a conspiracy, but at least she'll get to hit one of them. Oh, my God. Raises a hand again. <laughs> Truly unhinged. God. Yeah, she's, like, unwell. So Diane cuts mm-hmm. in, and she's like, back off, Barbie, and actually tells her she has, like, a little bit of lipstick or something on her teeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so good. That hits, you know? That's, that's maybe more humiliating yeah. than yeah. being left at the altar. <laughs> yeah. And then to top it off, she's like, I've never been more humiliated in my life. Amanda grabs her skirt, or she, like, steps on it with her foot, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Clarice walks forward. The entire skirt drops. Clarice is in granny panties, mm. some weird garter situation, mm-hmm. just fully exposed. The priest throws his Bible away. He's like, I'm over it. <laughs> um, and Alyssa runs up the altar. Roger is in disbelief, and he officially meets Amanda. Put her there, they say. <laughs> um, <laughs> so obviously the wedding clears out, and um, Roger with the two twin girls meets Diane outside the church. Um, and he basically is like, okay, we're even like you <laughs> saved, I saved your life. You just saved mine. Um, and Diane's like, Oh, I just, you know, I didn't want the wrong girl going down the aisle. And then she's like, uh, I mean, you know, the, the flower girl, that, that girl didn't want the wrong flower girl. <laughs> um, and like the debonair smooth guy he is, he's like, <laughs> had it right the first time. Smith. And um, Alyssa kind of whispers to Amanda. She's like, third dine's a charm. And Roger and Diane are like, uh, guys, you, this is you? Like, you did this? You masterminded all of this? Um, and they're like, well, what do you have to say for yourselves? And in unison, as they do, they were like, so kiss already. Mm-hmm. And they do. Oh and so it's funny. a high yeah. fly ball over the left <laughs> field wall. They do it. <laughs> it's so cute. And of course, Vincenzo has to come and interrupt again. Uh, He's always, always. He loves to interrupt. <laughs> Seriously, he's with the carriage driver who's like the girl stole this guy's buggy (laughs) and instead of being like oh I'm so sorry let us compensate you let's you know let's do Roger just buys the entire horse and carriage because he's like oh the horse can have a nice home out in the country Mm -hmm. like yeah what if that guy was really attached to his horse you know you don't Whatever. Yeah, clearly he's not. Yeah. He's like, okay. He's making yeah, like a perilous decision. He even gave away his hat. Yeah. <laughs> and it's totally fine. Vincenzo has the wallet. He pays out. <laughs> he pays the guy out and they all get in the <laughs> carriage. <laughs> and Vincenzo just, you know, drives them away while the girls tell yeah. the story of what happened. And everything's happily ever after. Riding away on the happily carriage. Happily ever after. Aww. Yep. That's It Takes Two. What a ride. (laughs) That, yes. It was a ride comparable to one with a, like, 10-year-old girl at the wheels of a, or at the reins of a carriage. (laughs) Exactly. When Diane was absolutely getting her shit rocked in that carriage (laughs) as they're, like, maneuvering. For sure. (laughs) It feels bold that the parent trap was made after this. Like, they intentionally said... We're gonna do. We're gonna try to do that, but better. Yeah. Like it felt like a competition to see this, and then realize like, oh shit, the parent trap came out of 
out afterwards. Well, the the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap is a remake of like an earlier one that predates this. Right. True, true. Yeah, I was going to say they probably were like, yeah, but you they did drew it with twins. The we can do it with one yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, I know because people compared the two movies a lot. Obviously, it makes sense. Yeah. But I think you have to – I think they just give different qual- – they have different qualities and they give you a different experience. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the parent trap is more of, like, an emotional, like, these are divorcees coming back together. They've yeah. made this horrible plan to split their children up. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is just kind of, like, summer fun. <laughs> Identical strangers. That's crazy. Let's watch these hijinks type of thing. Right. It Takes Two is a kid's movie. It's obviously meant for yes. kids, and I, I like that about it because, like, the yeah. love story is not too complicated. The stuff yeah. that's going on, they don't get in the weeds explaining how this could be possible. It's just fun stuff that you'll totally. believe because you're a kid, you know, and I, I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised by, like, how well some of, like, the jokes have kind of held up because I was like, oh, there are actually a lot of really yeah. funny yeah. one-liners and great delivery mm-hmm. from, like, everyone in the cast. Usually when you rewatch movies from, like, mid-90s, there's something really problematic. And this mm-hmm. one, I think, avoided most of the yeah. the major ones yeah, that you usually see. so benign. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. I just, like, can't get over how ingrained a lot of the quotes are in my mm-hmm. just, like, everyday life. Totally. Shall we, shall we give it a rating? Shall we... Do you want to go first? Do you want like a boring answer, a boring like accurate answer, or do you want like my my interesting heartfelt answer? Uh, interesting heartfelt, always. always. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Good because that's a better one for sure. Yeah, I think I really, I didn't really give you much of a choice between this. <laughs> I'd say no. I will take the boring answer. Thank yeah. You. Um. Okay. Imagine it's the summer. You are chilling out. You want to have a good, fun, innocent time, and you watch this movie. I'm giving that movie five out of five giant bowls of mac and cheese. Beautiful. Because it's just like, it's simple. You watch it. It's gentle to watch. You're like, Mm -hmm. I'm relaxed. Nothing about it is going to stress you out too much. It makes you feel like a kid again. And it's exactly what you want out of that type of movie. Mm -hmm. So I I think that it is for for the genre, for a Mary-Kate going back and being nostalgic about it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it top marks you know in that vein i would have to give this movie 10 out of 10 flag football flags (laughs) (laughs) because here's the thing this movie it's one of those it's like a comfort movie because again i haven't watched this in a really long time and watching it again i was just so joyful and happy but at the same time it's like it appealed to me as a kid Mm -hmm. watching the hijinks of these two twins and it appeals to me as an adult who identifies with the struggle of dating Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> single lady. Yes, in a city with not great prospects. Um, so I think it gives you kind of that overall. Oh yeah, like it. It's a feel good film for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do that. It's interesting because like this was the first time I'd seen it. I really did enjoy it, and I I don't know what it is. But I really enjoyed watching Kirstie Alley in her role. I was, like, really glued to the screen. And I love, like, a good Mary-Kate and Ashley moment. It's it's always good. They're always giving their all to their performances. The character Mm -hmm. acting is impeccable. And it was a really fun flick. So I want to give it, like, something on the higher side. But I also don't have, like, that sentimental attachment to it. 
And I have learned from our incident with High School Musical 2 <laughs> that when you semi-like something, you shouldn't give it a super low score because it doesn't match up to other movies. So I'm going to give it like a 6.5 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, I like that. That was going to be yeah. my exact. If you had gone the, the boring but accurate answer route, I would have said 6.5. Um. Oh, man. I... This is definitely like my favorite Mary Kate and Ashley movie for sure. And it does have such a nostalgia place in my heart. It's like hard for me to be like, let me look at this critically. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. The plot is very predictable. Boring, boring, boring. Yeah. But I had such an amazing, fun time watching it as a kid and as an adult. And I do think it is a great like – fun summer moment where you just want to like reconnect with your inner child like forget all the terrible things that are happening in the world for like two hours and watch this movie yeah so i'm gonna give it an eight because i just had i just had so much fun re-watching it and learning that the script lives in my head rent-free apparently yeah um yeah so it, it obviously had an impact on me because i remembered it extremely well Mm -hmm. so yeah beautiful well thank you so much for joining us today it was so much fun to finally get to chat with you guys yeah thank you thank you for for having us us. oh of course would you like to tell our listeners where they can find you where they can follow you sure so you can find our podcast the rom complex on any of the podcast streaming services that you use you can also follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at the rom complex um, your episodes come out on Thursday, right? Yes. Our episodes drop on Thursdays. So be sure to check us out because we're going to have these guys come and yeah. do a little spot over on our podcast. Mm-hmm. So yes. Sure a little double out. feature. It takes two and the mystery film that we're doing. Ooh. You'll have to listen to find out. Yes. One podcast Wednesday. Exactly. Yes. One on Thursday. Amazing. Double the dose of all four of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And if you want more content, you can always follow us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. Or you can follow us on Twitter. It's MTRU underscore pod. Yes. And if you want to send a good old-fashioned email, you can email us at moviesthatraisedus at gmail.com. And if you want some more multimedia exposure to our content, (laughs) um, you can go ahead and follow us on TikTok at movies that raised us pod yes and we will see you next week for another summer movie i'm mo and i'm christina and our theme song is by garrett schmidt bye Bye.